You're listening to Vincenzo Landino on the Brand Boost Podcast, powered by Zoom. Uh, you know, this Freedom Economy series has brought some really amazing, amazing individuals. Uh, we've heard from uh, Coca Sexton from LinkedIn. We've heard from Amy Schmidauer, And we've got some others lined up on deck uh, from Silicon Valley and others in the small business uh, arena that have taken control of their lives through the freedom economy. They have taken uh, back what they wanted most or what they enjoyed most uh, and, and became either an independent worker or started their own business, whatever that looks like. It really gives us a choice, right? We have a choice now in the digital age. One thing we didn't talk enough about was the Freedom Economy Report. Amy and I touched a little bit on it in the first episode of the series, but I wanted to really dive deep. And our friends at Sparrow, who are sponsoring the Freedom Economy, also created the Freedom Economy Report. And I think there's a lot in this report. First of all, you should download it. But I wanted to go through and explain some of the different uh, you know, aspects of this freedom economy. What exactly is it? Is it a movement? What do the numbers look like? Who's doing it? Um, Sparrow defines the freedom economy as a growing movement of self-reliant, creative, and ambitious women and men of all ages, freelancers, entrepreneurs, artists, and contract workers who've declared independence from the traditional corporate world. It's not just about a gig or sharing a resource. You know, we... You see a lot of these collaborative or co-working spaces popping up and people are like, oh, I co-work. You know, I'm, uh, this, is, this is entrepreneurship. Not quite. It's about freedom, autonomy, self-determination. And really, in this day and age, there's never been a better time to seek out and enjoy this freedom. Uh, again, Sparrow calls this the freedom economy. It's anyone from boomers to Gen X, millennials, uh, and even younger. You know, we see plenty of ages taking advantage of the freedom economy and what it has to offer. Let's take a look or, or take a listen as to what some are saying and what does it sound like when you're ready or when you're thinking about you know, jumping in to your own business or freelancing. You may have heard somebody say, or maybe you've said yourself, I want to be my own boss, make my own money at a rate I could establish. Now, that may be one of the most common ones we hear. And, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to make money at your own rate or, you know, establishing a rate that you are comfortable with and wanting to be your own boss, but unfortunately, oftentimes, independent workers or new entrepreneurs don't know how to run a business. They don't know what's entailed or what owning your own business entails. And the biggest thing I hear is, wow, I had no idea I had to collect my own money. I had no idea how to collect money. I had no idea that I needed to send invoices out, taxes, sales tax, you know, no idea how to go from project management to invoice and collect, right? So being your own boss is, is very common, but unfortunately, there aren't 
tools in place or there haven't been tools in place or they don't know about tools in place that can take them from project to or pitch to invoice. Something else we hear is I was doing a lot of unfulfilling nine to five work and I hated it. I wanted freedom. You know, I have the pleasure of traveling all over um, in this past year, I've, I've been all over the United States. I've been to Alaska, which I, was a bucket list item for me. All thanks to this freedom economy or, or working for myself. And one thing I get from a lot of friends and family who don't understand what I do is, oh, I hate my nine to five. You seem to actually love what you're doing. I want to do that too. And of course, I don't think they mean they actually want to go and do certain things that I do in my job, but they just want the freedom. Like they're looking at the freedom. Well, that's not a reason to go and start your own business or to become a freelancer or to become an independent worker. You don't want to do that just to get out of the nine to five to jump into traveling all over. Now, of course, unless you have a passion for travel and travel is the business itself, um, then that's a different story. But if you have no passion for travel or you just want to travel for travel's sake or think that everything is a vacation, you know, how wrong you can be with understanding that. So in this episode, I, I did want to bring some of the realities of jumping in and what it looks like to someone like myself who is actually in the freedom economy, who's actually day-to-day grinding for the next paycheck. The human desire to be the author of our own destiny is really what drives someone who wants to be an independent worker. Spera uh, noted that nearly 54 millions participated in some form of independent work in 2015. That's more than 33% of the entire U.S. workforce, and it's an increase of 700,000 workers over previous years, over the previous year. And the trend is expected to continue. They're actually saying that within the next five years, we could see half of the working population in the United States participate in the freedom economy. About one in 12 households, which is more than 10 million people, rely on independent work for more than half their income. And these numbers continue to grow. So the freedom economy, while is a is global in scope and independent work is on the rise internationally, we're taking a look here at these US numbers and understanding that. But let's take a look at a little bit of the global independence and where they are, uh, where, where they are on, this, on this map. Estimates place half, half of the U- United Kingdom's working population as being self-employed in the next five years. The EU saw a 45% increase in the number of independent workers from 2012 to 2013. Independent workers comprise the fastest growing group in the European Union labor market. India, their independent workforce, is the second largest in the world at 15 million. 
and that fills about 40% of the world's freelance jobs. That's why so many of your jobs get exported to India because 40% of the world's freelance jobs are in India. And their ranks are just continuing to grow. Whether you're in the United States, Egypt, Russia, Brazil, there's more and more independence making the move towards freedom and autonomy. The growing strength of global independent workforce really just highlights the current financial impact their work has on the global economy. This isn't just a couple people working out of their basement. There is a huge impact on the economy. Independent workers contributed $1.1 trillion, with a T, dollars of total revenue in the United States in 2014. Obviously, millennials have taken the lead, over a third of millennials are independent workers. Um, 82% believe that the best days for freelancing are ahead of us. And 32% of millennials believe they'll be working mainly flexible hours in the future. So what's the reason for all this? Why do we see all this? Well, technology is making it easier for us to choose independence, right? It's really never been more possible to start and run your own business and scale your business with much less or much more than an iPhone. Um, Amy Schmittauer has in her keynote presentation the statistics for the navigational computer for the Apollo mission that put a man on the moon. And if you were to look at these statistics, you probably wouldn't even understand what they meant if you weren't, if you didn't understand technology at all. The computers in our pockets, the iPhones, the Android devices, whatever it is that you choose to use as a smartphone, has thousands hundreds of thousands of times more computing power than the navigational computer that put man on the moon. And if you think about that for a second, why can't we run our businesses from our pockets? Why can't we create stories from our pockets? We can. We can be connected to people across the globe through the internet, through social media, all from the palm of our hand. These phones have become such an integral part of our daily lives that it would be foolish not to think you can take control of your life and move forward and be happy with that same device. These technologies have made it possible for millions of people to pursue and achieve freedom in their life, their jobs. The smartphone, though, is the one I wanted to focus on the most, not just the computer or the internet or anything like that. The smartphone, more so than anything, it's really become the key accelerator. It's adopted in massive numbers by all age groups, but millennials have led the way in using smartphones to get things done, both in work and personal life. 87% of millennials say their smartphone never leaves their side day or night. Nearly half. 45% use personal smartphones for work purposes versus 18% for older generations. Some 41% are likely to download applications to use for work purposes in the next 12 months and use their own money to pay for them. 
and social media is also a huge part of this. I mean, it's not just for connecting with friends and family, although that's how its initial intent was, right? Facebook or MySpace or anything, AOL Instant Messenger, for example, was used to connect with your friends and family across the globe, and it was the greatest innovation ever. But social media is, is accelerating ways that business can be done. And really how much work can be done. The top websites or the top social apps where independents are, are, are using or freelancers are using, um, Twitter leads the way, followed by LinkedIn and Facebook at just about 80%, and, and Twitter's near 90% here. Instagram, just under 75%. We've got Pinterest under 50%, and then you know we, we fall off with things like Snapchat, uh, Tumblr, Foursquare, MySpace, Periscope, YouTube. Um, those fall a little less uh, to the bottom. Social platforms used to conduct, to conduct business, we've got nearly 80% of freelancers using Twitter and Facebook to conduct business, uh, followed by YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Snapchat. So if you don't know these apps that I'm mentioning, and, and these are not apps that are, uh, you know, most of these are not fairly new. Uh, maybe Snapchat is the youngest here that I've mentioned. But if you don't know what these are, I, I, I do encourage you to take a look. You can uh, reach out to me on on uh, email, or you can reach out to me uh, wherever wherever you find me on Facebook, maybe uh, to learn more about these apps. But the advancement of these technologies is going to give us more and more opportunity to connect globally, make the world a smaller place, and really be able to globalize and scale our businesses. With mobile technology, social networking platforms, other community tools, people can collaborate and perform from everywhere. The cloud, what's the cloud? I mean, you can upload and store 30 gigabytes of documents, files, email, collaborate and share with others all in one location from your laptop or your phone. And they can be everywhere in the world. 80% of freelancers are using social media or using cloud tools, sorry, um, to scale their businesses. So what are, what are the challenges though to doing this? Those, all these things sound great, you know, we, we've got computers in our pockets and we've got a global economy that we can scale to, but what is the road to independence? What are the challenges to independence? You know, we heard a little bit from Coca Sexton on some of his uh, bumps and bruises along the way, what he had to do, how it, there was fear. But what, what are some other challenges? Let's talk a little bit more about some of these. Well, there's healthcare and tax issues. There's business management tools. There's marketing differentiation. How, do you dis, how are you different from the other 54 million people in the market trying to do the same thing? How do you get paid faster and through preferred methods? Listen, I don't want to get a check anymore. I got a check in the mail from a client a few months back, two checks actually, and it was the worst, most painful thing ever because I had to 
go to the post office to my PO box to pick it up and then go to the bank to deposit. Now people are, you know, millennial um, boomers listening to this. And my parents that might be listening to this are probably saying, get off your lazy ass and go get the mail. That's fine. I have no problem going. I actually, it's a, a, an enjoyable ritual for me, believe it or not, to go to the post office to get my mail. And it's part of my, my morning routine. However, when I'm traveling and I have checks in that mailbox, that's valuable cash flow that I don't have. And then of course I have to come back home, get the mail, go to the bank, deposit it, and wait for it to clear. Well, preferred methods. I would prefer to get paid by credit card, Bitcoin, PayPal transfer, even wire transfers to banks are fine. Um, other challenges, getting working capital. How about retirement savings? I mean, if anything, this generation knows that when we are at retirement age, and I'm air quoting, because that I don't know what age, I don't think that age exists for people like me. We don't have money to enjoy our golden years. Now, of course, most of us are not even thinking about golden years at this point. So, um, you know, it almost seems like an afterthought, but you still have to think about that, you know, retirement savings. Um, Sparrow's research says freelancers they shadowed told us about some of their struggles. Handling invoices, checking in on payments is a drain on creativity, it's exhausting. And confusing. Hmm. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, what are freelancers using for outgoing payment types? Well, we've got personal credit, we've got PayPal, business credit, checks, bank transfers, and then we've got debit, cash, square, simple, mint, fresh books, elance, Venmo. Now, I would like to put a lot of those into one category. I think breaking these down uh, skews the, the bar a little bit, but if we put things like Square, Simple, FreshBooks, Elance, Venmo, Mint, all and PayPal all in together, those far surpass the rest of the payment types being used. I mean, cash would actually be last. Um, and again, I want you to download this Freedom Economy Report. I will add a link to it um, so that you can grab a copy of this report and see these numbers. But it's what's interesting is what influences the you know freelancer's de decision on taking payments. Number one and two is ease of use and tracking. Absolute last on the list of what of Sparrow's interviewed freelancers was security and lower fees. Now, again, if you're a boomer listening to this, you're saying security and lower fees are number one and two. I know because I've asked many boomers. I've asked my father who owns his own business. I've asked my uncle who owns his own business. Security and lower fees are the most important thing when accepting payments. Well, millennials think completely the opposite because we just want it to be easy and we want to be able to track it. So I think that's Pretty interesting. Transfer speed was also rated lower on the list, which I found interesting because to me, I want the transfer speed to be as fast as possible. Um, all freelancers did want payments faster. They just kind of ranked it differently. Uh, the current average wait time is two to five weeks after invoicing. The ideal average wait time would be eight to 10 days. Um, for me personally, I'm more in that understand. I understand that it does take seven to fourteen days at times. Um, that's days, not business days. Uh, two to five weeks this day and age just seems asinine. 
So for businesses out there that are still paying weeks and weeks out, you know, if you're at five weeks, if you're at net 90, you know, that's 90 days, uh, that is just, that is not moving at the speed of technology. That's not moving at the speed of the way the world works right now. So I encourage you to look into different methods to pay your vendors or to pay um, really anybody. Uh, freelancers are, are getting paid with direct deposits, uh, less so checks, and, um, and even and PayPal and some other things are in there as well. Uh, this is something else I found interesting. 63% of interviewees cited marketing as the most important expense to grow their business. Hmm. 57% reported having times throughout the year where they could be benefit from additional capital. So 57% that reported additional capital. Maybe if they got paid faster, that would be a whole different ballgame. Marketing is the most expensive expense. I think that's because there's so many freelancers out there that in order to differentiate, it's thought that you need to be the loudest. And this is what we see with a lot of millennials, a lot of freelancers, is that they need to be the loudest to be seen rather than just create quality content or to create quality product or to create a quality service. I encourage you to create quality over just being the loudest. I encourage you to become a leader, not just the loudest one in the room and people use you by default. What kind of solutions uh, exist for this though? And, and you know, this, this may be leading up to, uh, to what you all uh, can expect, but solutions are, are plentiful right now. There's software that exists which provide independent workers with valuable resources, which were once only found in corporate structure. You've got marketing, projects, legal, accounting, payment issues, all in one app or one cloud service. 64% of independent workers are using project management software of the, of the ones that Sparrow interviewed, and 70% use the software package to track their finances. So there's there's awareness of using software. There's awareness of um, needing a solution to do this. And Spera, for those of you that uh, are listening to this podcast, I, I encourage you to go and check out the Spera platform, uh, 30 days for free, over at brandboostcast.com forward slash freedom. It'll take you to a sign up. Um, form and you can check out the Spera platform, which includes project management, uh, time management, uh, payment processing, invoicing, and payment collection. And that's all in one app. This is one of these solutions. And I've had the, the opportunity of working with Spera here on this freedom economy. Uh, the Spera platform is one that um, can help you as a freelancer. If, if you still haven't, if you're one of those you know, 36% of independent workers not using project management software, those 30% of workers not using the software package for your finances, I encourage you to take a look at Spera and try it for free for 30 days, uh, brandboostcast.com forward slash freedom. In conclusion, what I do want to convey is that this freedom economy is growing and it's just getting started. Freedom independence are driving political, social revolutions, uh, 
really this time we're looking at an economic revolution. It's bringing change. There's millions of people opting for independence. Technology is making it easier. And there's challenges and fears that go into success or getting to success. Um, but I think the ceiling is almost unlimited. There's no ceiling to how successful you can be as an independent worker or as a, an entrepreneur, as a freelancer. There's, there's no ceiling. You can work as hard as you'd like and make as much money as you can. Again, you may have to be good or talented, but you can make as much as you'd like through independent freelance work. But you have to ensure that you're set up for success. And so I encourage you to check out the Spare Platform, brandboostcast.com forward slash freedom, and, uh, and really take a look at streamlining your processes so that you can scale and you can make more money. Welcome to the Freedom Economy. I'm Vincenzo Landino. I hope you enjoyed listening. Listen to the next episode of the Freedom Economy series here on the Brand Boost Podcast in two weeks. We still have Scott Monty, Savannah Peterson, April Smith, and others here on the Freedom Economy series. I'll see you next time. Yeah. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to BrandBoostCast.com forward slash subscribe. 